Hello. Hello, hello. hello. That, yeah, hi. Oh. Hi. Oh. <laughs> What's happening? That was like the worst. Our, our music is having a Hel- schizo problem. <laughs> but you know still what? happening? No. <laughs> what? Kind of. But you know what? You know how we talked about how weird that is? That's what I'm saying. The intro does that weird thing. When I listen to the show, it doesn't ever do that. That's because John puts in the audio. But good. I'm glad it doesn't. I'm glad you guys don't hear that. But it does sound like the the music kind of gets tired in the middle. In the middle, or, in the middle yeah. of the it, thing. It's like. <laughs> yeah. so, waka wah. Anyway. Waka wah. Anyway. Hi, Jess. How, how are you? Good. How, how are we doing this week? We're back to sickness. We're back to sickness. Sickness, we yes. The because we hunters can't Because you can't win. No, I know. And you can't win and I can't win. And what's with the sickness? I'm actually winning a little bit because Scott has bronchitis and so he's home from work. So I haven't – I have been able to work a little bit this time that he that Isaac's been sick. So um, I'm happy about that. Well, this is a winning thing. So yesterday, even though Hunter and I stayed home from school, like she stayed with me all day. That was nice because I haven't spent any time with her alone in a long time. Um, and we have a little goat uh, kind of – enclosure thingy majigger outside now and that was great oh yes like that and so i would i take them out there and i would put them in their little enclosure and that was neat they were outside for most of the day yesterday and i am looking forward to the day when they they do that all the time yeah (laughs) when do you think that'll be as soon as possible in my book i think (laughs) as soon as possible but you know i mean they're actually very they're very good for the, but they're animals, right? They're like actually, they're not pets. They're not. I How mean, tame can you make a goat? You think? I think you can make them very tame, and I think our problem now is that they don't think they're goats. So yeah. they they are they now think at they're a point, part of the family. Yeah, and so they're like, wait, why did you? Why, why are we outside? <laughs> yeah, you know that kind of thing, and um, that's well, what happened. Why to, would? Yeah, but, why would they – yeah, no baby likes change. We know that. You're making them yes. cry it out right now. Yes, exactly. That, yes. But I, they were really good yesterday about being in their little enclosure out there. For the, Like they weren't screaming or crying and stuff. This morning, though, I was like I needed space in the kitchen because they're little babies. They try to crawl everywhere, right? And you're like, no, get out. So I fed them and I put them outside just – Chucked them outside. Thirty-one degrees. Poor little. Not that they—they're sturdy animals. You know, they're—they're—they're they're, they're alpine animals. They—they they know how to do this living outdoors business and be okay. But our babies aren't used to doing that. But I was like, hey, just go out there, deal with it right now. And they don't go anywhere. They just stay around the house. They're just like around the house, trying to get back in. That's so, sad. I know. I feel sad for them. Nah, they'll be fine. You you would feel sad for me. I you would think that, but no, because yeah. you've created goats that don't know. Yeah, that they're goats. And, I know, and it's like you you have no how are, you have no way of explaining it. <laughs> no, I don't. Although you know what I was really surprised at. You know, do you remember that big bucket thing that I told you that we took them into town and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Right. So. Yes, that's my we, favorite story so far. Elsie took the goats into town in a large bucket and walked them around the square. <laughs> no. Like a little goat That is parade. a lie. 
But you can listen to the last episode to to hear that story because it was it was one of your best. I have to say it was one of your best. But so now they're you know that bucket is suppose what we wanted to have it do is have that be their their place to sleep. Like we thought, like we'll just every night we'll grab them and put them in that gigantic. It's a really big bucket, right? But what they've done is that they've made it into their bathroom all by themselves. But that's okay because it's very easy. We put piddle pads in there and then when they have to pee, they just they just jump in the bucket and they pee. I thought that was kind of awesome. We didn't tell them to do that. So they did it. why did they do it then? I don't know. I, I have read that what they don't like is peeing on, like, they like to pee on, like, grass and things like that. Because so they peed they, in their travel, in their travel compartment? Yes, they have peed it. My, but you have to understand there are piddle pads in there and it does cleaned out. So it, it, it's easy to clean out, actually, which is great. Piddle pads. But they do have okay, the little piddle cool. pads in there. But what I'm saying is the reason that I think that they did that is because... Um, they don't like to pee on things that are like the kitchen floor <laughs> because I don't like when, that either. When the pee goes on the kitchen floor, it bounces onto them, and they don't like that feeling. Oh, they don't like backsplash. They don't like backsplash. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they don't like backsplash. Your goats are fussy enough to have a thing about backsplash. Yes. So they rather go in the their little bucket thing that has the piddle pads and we had some hay underneath it. So there is no backsplash. It just gets soaked up. So they're like, okay, wow. this is a great place to go. But I just thought that was really cool that we I didn't ask them to do that they, or even attempt to. I wanted to have them go outside. But this seems fine. They just go, they jump inside and then when they're done, they jump out. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's fine oh with me. God. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. Your life. My life. But now let's talk about what's happening in a week from today. Talking about today as February. What the heck is it that when the show goes live? It will live? be the fifth when it goes live. And okay. because it is the fifth, we would like to tell you that tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Monday, tomorrow, the sixth, I will be flying to Orlando for Podfest. I, I am so excited. Um, we are super excited to be there, see each other. It is also a week from tomorrow, Elsie's birthday, February 6th. So if you're listening to this anytime that week, please reach out and tweet her happy birthday at Yogi or find her on Facebook, give her a happy birthday signal. Um, she will be 40. She's aging backwards now. I'll be 20? To the is that right? I oh said 40. Oh, 40. Okay. I was like, 20 gosh, is I, less I realistic. No offense. No yes. offense. It's less realistic. Yes, it is. Um, so, yeah. So, give her a birthday shout out. But anyway, we're going to be at Podfest in Orlando. That's why we're going. And I'm going to be doing the Boss Lady Workshop, which is on Thursday the 8th. And then Elsie will be coming in that night. And then Friday. We're doing stuff, and then Saturday we're doing stuff, and then Saturday night is the roast of Dave Jackson, which I'm really excited about. Um, we are going to be working one-on-one -on -one with some of you while we are there, and there may or may not still be a spot left if you're listening to this. So if you are, give us an email, info at shepodcast.com, and let us know if you would like to be one of the people to have a one-on-one -on -one in person with one of us or both of us. 
Just send us an email, info at shepodcast.com and let us know. We are, I mean, actually the in-person workshops are the things that I are the, well, not the workshops, but I mean like the one-on-ones or like we did it once in Chicago and it was so great. I loved it. It was so great. And I, you know, it's. And you never get to do that. We never get to do that. I think one of the reasons I kind of wanted to do that too is because I have had a lot of people uh, request working with me on voice stuff, you know, like their actual voice. And um, I've had requests from people working on um, like introducing people on their podcast and sort of like for interviews and feeling more comfortable in their own voice when they are doing interviews and literally just voice things. And I have so much to say about that. And I haven't felt comfortable enough working or, or saying yes to these um, requests virtually because I don't know if I can, like, I need to see the people's bodies. I need to see their posture. I need to see their breath. And I can do that if I'm there. So if anybody, so you, you know, this is So you can't do some, that on Skype at all? I guess not. Well, you can, but I can't get a full, like, I, I read people's energy really well when it comes to, like, <laughs> breathe, like breathing stuff. You know what I mean? In, in terms of, like, working with people's entire body. So, John, have you seen Baby Mama yet? Baby Mama. That's another line from there. Amy Poehler says, I can read people's energies. I'm very, oh. very intuitive and I can read people's energies. And oh then she goes, what color is my aura? And she's standing up against the window and Amy goes, you know, like a sunset, sunsetty, like a sunset <laughs> color. <laughs> That's what you just totally reminded me of. You're like, I can read people's energies. <laughs> no, but I, I, and I know that sounds kind of weird, but I can't, I, I can. And, um, you know, part of it is- that weird. I mean, cause I get, I, I know in person, I mean, I don't always know it over the phone, but if I'm next, if I'm near someone that gives me the heebie-jeebies, I am almost never wrong about them being a douche. I have douche, douche radar like nobody's business. You have douche radar. radar. I truly do. I truly do. And it's not just like me being judgmental. You know that I do. I know. I'm just saying, but I I guess what I'm saying is that it's not that kind of, it's not douche reading. It's actually a different kind of thing. Of course it is. But I'm just saying, remember when I was at the podcast upfront and the guy from podcast one came out and I was like, oh, he's a douche. Yeah. It was like, he was only out on stage 30 seconds and he just reeked of douche. Yeah. There's some people who can't help it. Well, but so this is obviously different, but if you... Yeah, I mean, in person, you can tell if someone's confident. You can tell what's making them stand up straight, what's making them slouch. Is it because they're seven feet tall or is it because they are tired or they have adrenal fatigue or just whatever? It's easier in person. I get it. I'm just teasing you. Yeah, that kind of stuff. And so – and the last thing that I made me want to do something like this too is actually having conversations about um, something that's been – that's very near and dear and and it's something I want to step forward and kind of ask more of people who are working on diversity, inclusion, and belonging with their podcast, somebody who really wants to make their podcast front and center, who holds these values, uh, and how to cultivate that. People who are concerned that maybe their their guests are only one look only one way, maybe that their language is perhaps exclusionary and they didn't even know that, making sure that they feel that their podcast feels safe, safe, 
for everybody to be a part of the conversation um, as culture is shifting and changing. So if that's a value that you hold and that's something that you really want to work on, I'm here for you because that's very front and center for me. Access for people, you know, people who are doing podcasts that are serving uh, parts of the of society who may not necessarily know about podcasting, know how to access podcasting, be like me somewhere in the boonies without any access, like <laughs> all right. how to serve those communities. Uh, you know, not not your I wouldn't say that's an average podcaster for you. It's a very unique uh, reach. But if if you are interested in that kind of conversation w- with me in front of you, I think that that's uh, that's a bonus. So please, yeah, info at shepodcast.com. Email us and we will happily get together with you. Happily do it. Happily do it. We will happily do it. So this week I was writing a bunch of jokes for the roast and I reached out to both of you to help me with a certain um, word that I wanted yes. to use. Like I was trying to make a joke about, not about women's genitalia, but something that, you know... Basically saying that, you know, the ro- the person being roasted, which is Dave, I was trying to make a joke to the fact that, like, he hasn't seen any in a while or whatever. <laughs> and, the, and the worst mistake, John, I ever could have made was ask Elsie. <laughs> I would love to know what Elsie's words for a hey nanny nanny would be. Hey nanny nanny. What is that? That's adorable. Um, let me see. Let me see what she said. It was... It doesn't even matter because every joke I told her, she wanted me to end it with something nice to say. <laughs> she doesn't understand a roast. She does. I just don't she like just it. She couldn't do it. She can't do it. So like. I couldn't do she, it. So like I was like I was telling her the joke. So I have a joke about her, you know, about Rob Walsh in here about mm. the stats, you know. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I, I was. I, you helped me because you wrote that one. Oh, well. You didn't have to John say that. John wrote this one, and it's really – why? Well, because I wanted it to be you. But I was doing this for you. We were doing it together. It was fun. I know. But anyway, so um, so, so after I make the joke, she goes, and then you should put in there, but everything's fine now, and it's great. I'm like, no! <laughs> sure it is. You know what you do? You do say that. You say those exact – you just say those words, Jess, and then you roll your eyes. That's what you do. Yeah, but everything's fine now. And roll your eyes. That'll bring right. Up, that, I mean, but she, but like every insult, she was like, but then you have to counteract it with something nice. I'm like, no, you don't. It's a roast. But honestly, at the very end of the roast, what you do is you look over at the guy that you're roasting and you say, but to be honest, Dave Jackson is probably one of the pioneers of podcasting. And if there was a Mount Rushmore of podcasters, your face would be front and center. Aww, See, so yeah. you do say something like that because when you do roast somebody, you roast them out of love. And, you know, because you care about them and you honor them with this and that's – as a comedian, to have your friends come out and say the most horrible, hurtful things about you, it's like the best thing could ever happen to you. Yeah. So here's the conversation, John. I need to – I say to her, I need to figure out how to say vagina. She says, I can help after 11 a.m. How about (laughs) see how about – then she goes, how about see you next Tuesday? I said, no, wait. And then I tell her the joke and I say, and then she says, ah, and I say, and the JJ sounds wimpy. Anyway, I'll think about it. And she goes, it could be great if there were a sound cue. So in other words, she wants me to be beeped. Well, she wants me to be beep. 
Like, I thought it was like a song. Like, to me, I thought like that, you know, the way that the joke was going, instead of a word, you could make a face and there could be like a song like was like, like, like not a cartoon. Yeah, like something not like Bugs Bunny, but like, you know, like here she comes. Like, you know, those like the sexy music, sexy music cue. Yeah. That's what I You can also use your face as in, you know. That's it. Like, like use she your wants face me to as raise in my you know. eyebrows. Yeah, and with I was the like, music that's cue too in the wimpy. background. Well, did you ever come up with the word? I said, yeah. I said, that's too wimpy. It takes away the balls of the joke. She goes, you can just say something wimpy as me. You could say as Elsie would say. And I said, ugh. Then she said, how about sex? And I said, maybe. And then she said, how about Yoni? And I was like, no, <laughs> I can't do that. And then she wrote, that's so lame and not funny. And then we just we dropped it and started talking about something else. I think I called you then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's not helped. She's the worst. Well, what word did you end up using? Yoni. I think I'm going to use tail. She, he, they haven't. He hasn't gotten any tail. What about cooter? Cooter is not not. Uh, I mean, it's descriptive, but not sophisticated <laughs> enough. Okay, just checking. I mean, you know, I have to be sophisticated if I'm going to use all these insults. Okay. Otherwise, I'm just trailer trash. So, you know what I mean? And I mean, especially if I'm going to curse, I even have to look. I was thinking about like wearing a blazer even so that I can look proper while I do it because I think it makes it funnier. I think you're right. Tail works. Um, yeah. Scott said tail is the best thing. So I said I'm going to use tail. Um, but anyway. yeah. Oh, my God. No, but then you should say everything's fine and it's great. And I was like, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> so funny. But you know what? It made it hard, John. It's like I was kind of going to throw a few zingers her way. No. No, don't you well, dare. She won't be able to handle it. Here's the thing. I roast her anyway on this show. <laughs> she does. I'm constantly roasting her. But in a situation like that, I can't think of anything that's – Funny enough, because people love her so much, they'll be like, oh, don't roast the Elsie. I had 10 jokes run through my mind just when you just said that. I mean, I could just say how nice she is. And I mean, I could just make something up like she secretly worships the devil or something. Wait a minute. Are you kidding me? Let's just for just a second go over a podcaster that lives where there's no Internet. I know. I know there's tons of material. There's tons of material there. <laughs> oh, you just gave me a great idea. Oh. oh, actually, that was really helpful. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. That's so funny. She has a van that is named the Child Molester. What is the van called? No, that was a kidnapper van. That the was a kidnapper old van. van. She had a yeah, van. Yeah, but named- actually, that was Gandalf the White. Okay. Now we have Gandalf the, the Gray. So still, still a kidnapper van? It's not a it's a Gandalf the Grey. Okay. That's the name of the van. Gandalf Gandalf the Grey. Not a kidnapper. <laughs> She's in a business where everything is about meeting and, and interacting with people and she hates people. <laughs> so I mean Yeah, I know. But I mean, I don't think people know that. Oh. That I'm you know, I'm a very good. Know. I'm a very good actor. I'm a very good actor. She's a very good actress. There you go. Yes, she probably despises you and I. I mean, like I've joked about how she goes. 
upstairs to her room. I mean, that's my classic joke, right? Is that Elsie goes up to her room after working a booth all day and strips down naked, curls up in the fetal position and shoves chocolate in her face until she feels better. That's like my classic joke. But like they've heard that already. So I have mm-hmm. to come up with something better. Like like maybe she's fucking goats or something. Hey, she's hanging oh out my with God. <laughs> fucking horses. Jeez. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. It's not funny. See, it's not really that funny. Starly. The fucking animals thing is not that funny to me. No. No. Bestiality is never funny. No. Glenn the Geek will be there, and it's like, it's not funny because jokes to me are best funny when they're slightly realistic. I agree. So, like, anybody having sex with a horse or a goat is, like, just stupid. It's like right. a hor- it's like a, it's like a, um, a horror film. It's too stupid to be funny or to be scary. It's so wildly unrealistic. I can't get behind it. So anyway. All right. We can move on. I just wanted yeah. to make fun of you. All right. <laughs> okay. So are we ready for some news? Yeah. We what? talked about PodFest. I think I forgot to just say, if you haven't gotten your ticket, go, oh, to, yeah. she, go to PodFest.us, use the code SHEPODCAST and get $40 off the ticket. You can still get $40 off the ticket. Um, and now let's do the news. The news you can use. For the informed podcaster, podcasting news. So some fun things happened. I don't know if you got this email. It doesn't seem like everybody got this email people out there. Maybe you guys can let us know if you email feedback at shepodcast.com. I got but it. Apple Podcasts. I don't even know if I got The actual it. Apple Podcast sent an email. And I don't know if this if they're like doing it a little bit at a time, because I know that there were some people that said to me, I didn't get that email. But then there's so many variables to this. I don't even I don't even know. You know, I I, I don't even know. So anyway, the end, um, it says this is the email. I'm going to just let you guys know what I it, did they get talked it. about. Look at oh, you. Cool. January 31st. Right. All right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I actually don't know when I got it, but I think I do believe it was a couple of days ago, a few days ago. Uh, dear podcaster provider, podcast provider, to improve your experience with Apple Podcasts, we have the following announcements, tips, and reminders. Podcast analytics beta, specification specification update, easier podcast sub- submission for hosting partners, and Apple Podcast badges. So eventually, essentially, they finally sent the email that they should have sent a long time ago about things that they release, but they don't let anybody know about. So one of them is the podcast analytics beta, which is what we've been talking about for how long, guys? Oh, a long anybody? time. Right? Forever. I mean, a couple, a couple of, at least ever since it, it went out, we've been discussing it. We've, we've had segments on the show, more than one, on both this uh, this show and another show. But it seems like, you know, there's people who don't really know. And I did see a lot of people post, especially on She Podcast. I don't know if you caught that, Jess. Um, there was a post that said, did you guys see that, I, that iTunes now has analytics? <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> they just got the email. So, wow. um, so there are some people that didn't get it. So obviously, Apple does need to do things like this. They just let you know where to get it. They have links of where to go find these analytics for your show. Uh, yeah. And then they also give you where the analytics are coming from. So a lot of people were thinking, again, and we've talked about this on the show, that if you see those analytics, it's like the be-all and end-all. And it's not. It actually only 
gives a specific type of um, data back to you, meaning that it needs to be um, that your podcast app needs to be running iOS 11 or later. And the computer that you're listening to podcasts in needs to be running iTunes 12.7 or later in macOS and Windows. Anybody else that is not using those specific uh, uh, user the OS, any that specific OS is not getting any information about so that. So basically, they're useless. Basically, to some degree, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're going to discuss a little bit. They're we're actually gonna discuss not useless. A, yeah, they're not useless. We're going to talk about that a little thing. bit. It doesn't give no, you No, it doesn't. But nobody does, John. Nobody does. I guess. So it, you have to aggregate it for everything. But um, so now a uh, specification update, they actually have the, – they find – and it's so frustrating because I read this and I'm like, specification update? What does that even mean? They're talking about the Apple tags. That was so heartfelt and dramatic. I know. <laughs> well, it's I because it. they're they're naming it weird. It's like specification update. What does that even mean? It's the new I- iTunes feed tags that they released that we've been talking about since June when they released when they announced it in WWDC when all of the podcast hosts started to support these things. Now they call them specification update. And so what that does is that now they're making you number your show. They're, they're making you not put a number in your title. They have a summary area where you can summarize the episode versus the entire sort of description of your episode. You can add um, authors, meaning that every episode now can have different author tags to it. All of that stuff is added in the feed because these are tags that are added to your feed but they are calling it specification updates and um, in the way that you order the stuff. There's plenty of questions still here that people don't even know how to respond to, but the majority of reputable um, podcast hosts do support these new feed tags. All right, so I have, quite, uh, I have a quick question. Yes. All right, so my quick question is that let's say I have my, my awesome podcast, episode 116, and in my episode, it's we're talking about Apple specifications. So my title is Apple specifications, and then I put a, a line, straight line down, and put episode one sixteen in the title. But then take that title without the episode one sixteen and put it in the Apple iTunes tag uh, section without the number. Is that okay? Or are they saying no more numbers? No more episode numbers in the title. No, yeah, yeah. No, if you're doing it on Libsyn the way that you do it like that, you do it the way, like, that's how I do it. Whenever it's in the regular feed, I'll put it with the title. And that's what I publish. But when I'm filling out the part where it's just for iTunes, I remove the number. Okay. From there That's and add it into the little area that has the number on there. They just don't want to see numbers in the titles anymore. Okay. The end. Again, just like they don't want you to call it iTunes. They just don't want to see numbers in the title and want you to remove them all. I was laughing the other day. I was listening to a radio commercial where a podcast had a radio commercial and they were saying, hey, come over and subscribe to our podcast on Apple iTunes. And I started giggling. Oh. I was like, they're never going to shake this. Apple's never going to shake this. It's like... Back in the day when the band pulled the police, their lead singer is named Sting. Well, his original name is Gordon Sumner. 
So one day, Gordon Sumner walked up to his mates and said, oh, by the way, don't call me Gordon anymore. I'm changing my name to Sting. I am sure for the longest time people still called him Gordon, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, think about all the people who are like transgendered. I mean, it's really hard to change something. You have to really, really want to do it and to serve the other person. Like somebody who is transgendered and decided, you know, from Bob to be, you know, Lisa or something like that. You would really have to commit and be like, you know, I want to be respectful to Lisa now. I'm going to do my best to call her Lisa. I'm going to do my best, right? It's on Yeah, but what you. about Prince? I mean, he just changed his name whenever he got a boner. Or he didn't even have a name. It went he didn't to a even symbol. have a name. He had that symbol. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even call it. He just was just symbol. So we but ended anyway. up having to call him the artist formerly known as Prince, which is exactly. even Exactly. So maybe we should call him that. And now, actually, he is the artist like, formerly known as Prince. We should call it the software formerly known as iTunes. <laughs> exactly. The software formerly known as iTunes. That's exactly what we're going to call it from now on. That's the name of this episode. Yes. The iTunes formerly. Yeah, you know, the, the software formerly known as. The software known formerly as- known as iTunes. That's what you're naming this episode. It's done. Okay. I'll do, I'll do it. That's <laughs> so it fine. shall be. So, um, but anyway, so now there's easier podcast submission for hosting partners. So, you know, they say that submitting a show to Podcast Connect has never been easier. Use the submit feed parameter in your links to Podcast Connect to allow for pass through of your show feed URL. For example, accessing, and then they have a link, will pre-populate the feed URL for the very hungry tourist in Podcast Connect ready for validation. All right. So when I read that, did you guys understand what I just said? Yes. Somewhat. Okay. Somewhat. I just feel that there's a lot of people that are going to look at this and go, what are they talking about? Because they are also assuming that there's not, that there is the basic knowledge is out there or that people get it and people do not get the basics. They don't. But I mean, the only reason I get it, to be honest with you, is because I can read along with you. If I was just listening to this, there's no way I would get it. Right. I'm but, reading so, it along with you. So I encourage people who just heard that and has no idea what she said, go find the email and read the email. It will make sense. And even read it along with Elsie if you'd like and rewind a couple seconds. But like right. you got to kind of almost visualize it in your head. It's so complicated. At least for me, I do. That's how I well, I well, and, and I think that, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll say this after the last one. And the last one is the Apple podcast badges, we, which we've been spot- talking about, I think, in the last couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. And they say, use the Listen on Apple podcast badge or the Apple podcast icon wherever you promote your show or episodes. The badge should link to your applicable content on Apple podcasts. For more information on using official Apple assets and marketing best practices, see the Apple podcast identity guidelines, which they link to in the email. If you have any questions or would like to get in touch, visit resources and help regards the Apple podcast team. So, um, with, with I some feel of like they stuff- shouldn't use words like applicable when their name is Apple. It's too many Apple, <laughs> Apple, Apple, apples in a row. Yeah. Well, see, I think that this is kind of confusing with people because what people are very, they don't know really is that essentially, I guess at the core, Apple podcasts and iTunes are the same. It's just like when you were talking about Sting, mm-hmm. Gordon, yes. it's the same. So iTunes and Apple Podcasts, it's the same. But when you say things like the badge should link to your applicable content on Apple Podcasts, people are going to go, where the hell how is do that? I find that? Yeah, where do I find that? Where's the link, right? 
And so that's when you say the bad should link to your applicable content on Apple Podcasts, the software formerly known as iTunes. <laughs> and you know then- why else it doesn't make sense? Because you're listening. I realize it's different apps on the iPhone, but right. on your computer, yes. iTunes is where you both listen to music and where you listen to podcasts. So right. for them to say it's an Apple podcast implies that you have to do a completely different download on your computer, which you do not. So technically, it is still iTunes, and they can suck it. <laughs> but you can't it call it iTunes. It just makes no sense. Yes, know, we, but you can't be honestly, we can. They can't do anything about it. That's the, no, whole, that's the that. biggest part about it is they, they got like their nose out of joint because everybody's still using iTunes. But they really doesn't. They really this haven't done anything to it's change confusing. their brand. Correct. Well, they have. No, they have, John. But see, here's here's the the, no, they the issue here. It's the no, same no, no, app, though. Well, well what I, okay, hold up, it's y'all. Not separate what I'm software. saying is that they have done something, but they did it in a very like Poor. subtle way, as in like reaching out to the hosting providers, as in like having a like there was um. There were a couple of in last April, there were about two or three separate articles that ran in on TechCrunch and, and some of the Engadget and places like that that are for the tech folk, right? So they did sort of like a PR release to the tech people and then they they let it they let it go. And and I, I don't feel and as you know, we as now marketers ourselves, there is no way that we can get information out to our people by just doing one thing one time, right? So if I were to have said something to Apple about this, it would have been kind of like showing up at podcast movement, having a booth and having pod, Apple podcast stuff everywhere. Apple podcast. No, this stuff, is what it's like. Like stickers this and is things what like it's that. Like. No, this is what it's like. It's like you have podcast movement and you have one day that's fully dedicated to YouTube and you want YouTubers to call it the YouTube conference, even though it's in podcast movement. So people will say, are you going to podcast movement? No, they don't want you to call that. They want you to call the YouTubers conference. Where is it? It's during podcast movement. Well, we don't want to say that, but this is what they're doing because the podcasts are in iTunes. They are in iTunes. They are not out of iTunes. They're only out of iTunes on your phone. Everyone else and their mother, not on their iPhone, has to go to iTunes to listen to the podcast. If you call it Apple Podcasts, they're going to be like, where? How do I get there? What is that? Oh, it's iTunes. You want me to to say iTunes? If I worked at Apple and I wanted this to be changed, I could do this in one week and I'll tell you how I would do it. I would pick 250 podcasts i would go to everybody's podcast and i would find the sites that still have the itunes listen on itunes and i would pull their shows down i would just pull them down oh oh yeah that's right and then after i pulled 250 shows down and they said why is my show down you say because you are not using the correct tag you're still using itunes and you should be using apple Podcasts. that would go through the that would do it like a a, like diarrhea it would go through the podcasting community (laughs) And everybody would immediately run to their websites and change everything to Apple Podcasts. You're right. You're totally right. I think if they did that, they, yeah. Absolutely. It it would be like, they would also make news because people would be be like the autocratic way of doing things. That's right. right? You pull, pull the, pull their episode or their podcast. They don't even have to do 250. They could just pull Adam Carolla or Oprah or someone, one big one, like Serial. And that would be it. It would be over. Right. So basically, if they do that, 
and then everybody thinks that their podcasts are going to come down because the, it's not does, doesn't have the right badges on there. They will immediately run and put the badges on there. So it's, this is Apple's fault, as far as I'm concerned. I but I but 100%. see, but now I, I'm kind of thinking about this from from the user end perspective, you know, because there's a lot, there is a lot more growth that's happening now in podcasting. There's been a lot more. There's a lot more talk about uh, podcasting in, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of new people that are coming into the scene. They are, they're, they're totally new. This is the first time they've ever listened to a podcast and they don't really know about iTunes because they're coming into it strictly into the phone. So there's a lot of new podcasters as well as new listeners that are being exposed to this from the sort of like NPRs of the world or like the procasters, if you will. All of them are saying Apple Podcasts and they've been indoctrinated to do that. And so that's what they're, that's the only thing that they're listening to. I think what they are contending with, what Apple is contending with is the back and the other, the, the, all of us who have been in this for a while, not the new, kind of like not the new people. And th- that's, it's, it's tough. I, I, all I know is that it's confusing for me because like you said, all of the stuff, um, I just feel that Apple could have done a better job of, of bringing this forward because it takes a lot to get people to engage and do things in this way. Already, it's hard enough to have your average podcaster put a contact num- uh, email or a way for people to find their show on their website, let alone hyperlinking to a graphic or changing it. Because a lot of podcasters do their website that one time and then we're off doing content. You know, it's it, we, we're not into the website updating stuff all the time. So I think that John's got a, a good idea there. That's right. They do that. I think John's got a good idea. Within a month, everybody would be changed over to Apple Podcasts. We wouldn't even mention that other I word. Yeah, we wouldn't. We'd be like, oh, no, no, no. We don't want to be taken away. Now you're right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, so there's there's this. So you guys check check your emails if you didn't get it. Well, we just read it to you. Uh, I also posted it on the, you know what, maybe I'll post it over in the She Podcast Facebook page. I'll put it on, mm-hmm. I already posted it over in the Lipson page, but I'll post it on the She Podcast Facebook page so people are aware that it's there. And if you guys didn't get it, you can get the links there. I'll, I'll put all that stuff in there and you guys can take care of it. And as we were talking about before, though, Jess, we were talking about Podcast Movement and Podcast Movement is our sponsor. Yay! Yay! I know it's like emit like already it's I, I'm like already it's coming up it's July 23rd July 23rd is when people start checking in <laughs> it's not oh, really God. coming up I know it's so like, the furthest feels, thing from coming up it's February feels, yeah I know but it, but feels like it is a good coming. idea to get your tickets early and plan your trip early and get your hotel room early and get yes. your flight well, early and do all yes. that stuff please for the love of God start saving now so you can come it is so much fun yeah, they've got. Oh, that. did you want me? Did you no, want no, no. Me? Yeah, no. They have like um, what they really want to do as a conference, you guys, and this is something that they've been really striving for is to really make this conference about all skill levels. So, from somebody who's just starting a podcast to somebody who's been doing this for an, a year or so, or for to somebody who's been you know doing this for quite a quite a while, like 
like some of us that are over a decade into this scene because Whee! it keeps iterating and it keeps moving and it keeps expanding. And if you give it a, sh- you guys need to show up because it's the the reason that podcast movement has had so much momentum. Jared and Dan are awesome and they've been really working they in the are community. Awesome. Absolutely. Yes. But also yeah. what really drives it is the community that shows up. It's the people that show up. It's the it's the energy that comes in 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 place. It's the ability to see all of your favorites from, you know, it's it's being able to learn to from learn people from that from you all would your never favorites. Yeah, that's like crazy. So it's going to so be good. offering over a hundred sessions on topics that range from like, you know, all the techie stuff to all of the things you need, the equipment stuff and audio production, but also all of the other fancy things like the marketing side of things, the monetization side of things, like just the tactical approach to building community side of things. And now they've added the, you know, the advocacy and society and culture uh, track, which is going to address maybe even help making sure that people who mm, this is what I love about that track being added that people who are serving serving for sort of like for social causes are now now have a platform now that they can kind of come back and to us and give us the scoop on how it is that they've created movements uh, around that specific niche, people who are serving very specific communities. Um, I am, I cannot wait to see people who are serving the communities like that are, uh, um, like the elderly communities out there. Cause there's, I know a ha- at least a handful of podcasters plus more who have podcasts that are aimed at this specific demographic. And to hear the stories of what they're saying, because I'm sure that they've come to, if we think we have a hard time, pe- you know, with people listening to a podcast, to our podcast, I'm sure that they've had to face it from a different perspective and they've got a lot to learn, yeah. to teach. So, so yes. also just some fun numbers. Podcast Movement has 2,000 podcasters from all around the world. I have met people from Finland, Israel, France, the UK. This year we have a, po- a GP podcaster coming from Switzerland, right? Lena from Switzerland. Lena, yes. Shout out. And Karen. So um, there are three days of workshops, panels, and parties, over 100 sessions on topics um, like Elsie described, 60 podcast service and equipment providers. And if you use our SheP code, promo code, $50 off any level of registration. So it is the 23rd through the 26th. Please go to podcastmovement.com and enter she pee, she pee, she pee. It looks like Shep, but it's she pee. Thank you so much. Elsie, that was done beautifully, I must say. I love it. I love, love, love. (laughs) All right. So um, keeping on with talking about what is the conferences. I know, right? Um, I do, but I do, but I actually, I mean, this is the one that I attend. (laughs) I'm like, yes. This is the These one that are I the look ones forward you attend. to. This is the one that I'm like, oh, yes. this is anyway. Plus, this yeah. one, t- this time, Elsie's family is going to come, and so you'll get to meet little munchkies. Oh, I wish if they show up in Philadelphia. There's a lot of fun stuff to do. They should go to Sesame Place, and they should go to Six Flags, and they should go to the Please Touch Museum, and the Children's Museum, and Ben Frank and the Franklin Institute. There's so much to do here. Oh my god, Love they're going to have it. so much fun. So, yeah. And I get a discount on all of it because Scott works for Comcast, which is dead center in the middle of Philadelphia. So That's awesome. We love it. I just got discounted tickets to um, Universal Studios. 
Lucky girl. And now that's in Florida. Okay. I know. I'm going to, I'm going on Wednesday. I'm so excited. All right. Anyway. Sweet. All right. Okay. The Wondery. The Wondery Ask. Yeah. The Wondery Ask. What is, okay. What is that? That's something I wanted to talk to you guys about and see what you think, what you think about it. And I think there's a link to the audio in here. Nope. Where did it go? Well, where did it go? I put it in there and then it disappeared. What the frig? Oh, it's under business wars. That's the same thing. Okay. All right. So Wondery was reaching out to individual podcasters, asking them if they would be interested in partnering for a promotion. The promotion was they take a little trailer, a seven-minute preview slash clip slash trailer of one of the shows that's being launched, upload it as a standalone episode on launch day with a little introduction from them explaining what the show is, why it's exciting, and then, you know, roll them, and then their clip goes up. And a lot of podcasters, once this started happening, they were, like, flooding me with emails, like, what do they want? Why are they doing this? How much is it? I don't know if I should do it. This is a good idea. Who are these people? And a lot of people said yes, they were interested. And first of all, the show, there were two shows. One was more of a storytelling one. This one is called Business Wars, which is about classic businesses – business rivalries so it's going to dive into like coke versus pepsi netflix versus blockbuster burger king versus mcdonald's pretty interesting stuff i mean to me but that's because i'm in marketing i guess but i still think it's fascinating because we've all seen this unfold over the years so i can't imagine what could possibly be so wrong with putting this up as an app but podcasters said they want to pay 30 dollars cpm for seven days not a full month that's number one Number two is that $30 CPM is normally for a one-minute ad, not a seven-minute ad. This is a seven-minute ad, and it's a standalone. It's a full episode. But the catch is you can take it down after seven days. So I wanted to know what the two of you thought about this ask. Is this good for podcasters? Is this not good for podcasters? And I will just tell you my stance first. I think anytime you can partner with anyone – whether it's Wondery or mid- anybody is looking for independent podcasters help on anything, especially if they're willing to pay you, even if it's $30, I vote you say yes, because they should know your name, period. It shouldn't matter that it's longer or short. It, t- it, costs, it t- takes literally no effort to upload a little piece of audio. It's not going to be terrible. I mean, it doesn't even have to be on topic because if you have listened, you know, everyone has everyone has experienced these rivalries so if you if your podcast has anything to do with storytelling i see i say what's the harm what do you guys think because i know you're always against me when it comes to advertising so i just wanted to know what you guys thought and i have the and i do have the link in there if you want to play a little bit of the audio and just hear just a tiny bit of it you're welcome to hang on here we go it's under from wondering this is business wars I'm David Brown. Music is very compelling. I've already hit the 30-second button. Okay. Wait, you did? I'm already out. Really? Nope. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I would never put this in my life. For $30? <clears throat> no, not for $30. If your show gets... If your show gets 3,000 downloads in a week, it would be $90. (laughs) 
If it gets four thousand, it would be one hundred twenty dollars. So wait, let me clarify just really quickly. So this is something like let's say they wanted us to do for she podcast. We would just do our thing, right? Our show mm-hmm. as normal, and then they would mm-hmm. send this file, and then we would just put it on the feed, right? Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. said, it's own show. No, and we then have it, to put a little. We have to do an introduction to it. Yeah, yes. like we'll be like, "Hey guys, listen to this thing. We're doing it for this, yes. and it's kind of yes. oh my god, you guys, check it out. Seven minutes of your yes. time. Yes. See ya. Okay. Bye. Okay. Yes. That's it. Right. Yes. Correct. Do we have to do an outro? No, I think it has okay. an outro. All right. So for I that, I might how, do how it. long? Set is it? Seven days. For seven days, you can take it down after that if you want. They will only pay for seven days. Yeah, totally. So, like, oh if gosh. you're so like I if it gets totally five thousand after eight days, tough shit. Okay, I yeah, thought you were I putting would... this in the middle of the show. No, this is no! like a, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's a own standalone thing. So, episode. Yeah, it's its standalone own thing. Episode. It'll just be on the feed. Um, I would put it on and it would go away. I mean, I do that for whenever I announce that there's something happening with us. You know, I I will do yeah. that. Like, I go like, hey guys, sorry, we haven't been able to get a show out. He, you know, sorry. And no, then it has it'll go to away. go that live on the go away. It has to go live on their launch day. It can't be just put it up whenever. All right. I, I have to do it on the 6th of February. I, I don't think I mind be... that because it's totally – if somebody starts to listen to it and they don't want to listen, they don't want to listen. And here's the thing too, and I know that this is bad of me to say, but the thing is it's just like what John was saying where it's like, I'm out, I'm out. Well – the thing is that if he started to download the show, meaning if he if if it was downloaded to his uh, he subscribed to she podcasts, he listens mm-hmm. to our intro. This thing starts and he's like, "I don't even know what this is." You stop listening. As a, I mean, as a, and, and that's fine, but that's still a download. Like nope, yep. they don't know that you didn't listen to the thing. They don't know yeah, that you listened right. to. The, you're just a, as a podcaster. You're just like it's just out there, and then it'll go away after seven there. days and. Uh, right. And that's it. I'm shocked that you feel this way. Do you see the point of view of seven minutes should be 210 uh, per thousand? What do you mean 210 per thousand? Like $210? $30. Yeah. $30 is for one minute. So they think for seven minutes it should be $210 per thousand downloads per episode. I think that's ridiculous. Oh, because thirty dollars is we're giving them a whole episode. It shouldn't be thirty dollars. That's why I said it's just uh, to, like Jess always says. Oh, fooey, hack, tooey, pooey. That's what I say. <laughs> you know what? I'm I not wouldn't even sure. bother I, my audience with this. I think that $30 Well, that's what a lot be, of people said. I think a lot of, I think $30 is a little too low for, for a seven minute. Cause se- and the other thing too is that if you want to do something like this, it would have been like I, I if I wanted to sell podcasters on this i wouldn't have done seven minutes i haven't i haven't heard the entire seven minutes of it but i do agree with john that even just that intro there was way too much music and not enough yes, ca- like I know. you needed to kind of go into it a little fast but so let's it's more not about- critique the i don't want to critique you know, the preview here's how i see it if you have an opportunity to preview something professionally done before anybody else has it why would you not want to do that uh, it doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't do anything for it. it first of all, it doesn't fit into my show. And some people, sh- some people would love this because it would fit into their yeah. their type of show, especially the history ones. Sure, even crime. Should I read you the crime? Should I read you a little work. bit of the copy? Are you curious, like what they wanted to say? Yeah, let's hear it. 
Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, your wealth mentor, Empower Women and Men Worldwide Financial Freedom. Today we have a special treat. I'm introducing a new show coming from our friends at Wondery called Business Wars, stories of big money and big egos fighting for control of huge corporate industries like the infamous wars between Coke and Pepsi, McDonald's and Burger King. Small businesses across the country struggling to survive intense competition from local rivals. In the first episodes of Business Wars, host David Brown takes us inside one of the most crushing corporate wars pitting Blockbuster against Netflix as the entire landscape of home entertainment shifted and the iconic company was brought to its knees. You can bet they didn't go down without a fight. Let's listen to the beginning of the story. Yeah. Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. I honestly think that Taking a podcast and advertising it on other podcasts might be the way to go to get more listeners for your well, podcast. Well, it does work, first of all. That yeah, it does, does work. work. Absolutely period. works. Right. But what I'm saying is, let's just say for whatever reason, you know, I mean, if Wondery's heard of you, I don't think that's a bad thing. How does Wondery hear of your I show? I pitched 20 different shows. They oh. listened to every single one. They chose which ones they wanted to do the promotion. They sent me individualized copy for each host. They're excited to partner with the ones that I pitched. I mean, the, 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 now Wondery knows about Be Wealthy and Smart, Trivial Warfare, Ben Franklin's, you know, like all these shows. Like, what if they wanted to pick up non-original programming? Where do you yeah. think – I mean, don't you think they would remember what they heard and listened to? Like, why would you not go after that just for an opportunity, just in case, hey, what if one of those people, what if Caro, the guy who's doing this, leaves Wondery one day, wants to start his own network because he's heard so many great – I mean, you just never know. You never know what could come from saying yes. That's my point of view, period. But I think people are so ready to be screwed that they can't – Well, I think we're – I mean, we're, I mean I'm, I would say it's more we're protective of our audience and we care about our audience so much – that we just don't want to throw something up there for ninety dollars, or, or let's say, let's say for one hundred and fifty dollars, and put our audience through that. We. What if it was a new show by FX? Would you do it then, or A and E? I mean, if it fit in with what I do, or yeah, if it fit into the somewhat so of the format the- of what I would do, then maybe yes. But if it's just this storytelling podcast, and that's what not what people come to my show for. That's not their people anyhow. And why would I do that? I just think that podcasters are very, very protective of of their audience, which they should be. They are. And they should be. And I agree with that. They are protective. They should be protective. I agree with that. But I just I I just was shocked at the at the dissension in the ranks. That's all. You know, believe it. And I have. And here's the the interesting part about that, Jess, too, is that. I I hear what John is saying too. And what I noticed when I was doing a lot of the work that you're doing nowadays, like way back in the day at Lipson, mm-hmm. is that the biggest resistance that I got were always from the podcasters that had the smallest audiences and also the ones that were, um, I, I, I don't know, I guess that they, they were, I can't say less professional, but it was like one of those things where, People with smaller audiences are harder to deal with. The end, I guess. That's actually very true. Yep. They are the biggest biggest Mm -hmm. pains in the butts. Um, I remember having to, like, so many emails back and forth selling somebody on not a very good deal, but, you know, 
for a lot of podcasters who have been doing this for a while, like that know about advertising or have had advertising on their shows, it was like kind of like a no brainer. It was like, sure. Okay, let's do it. Like they've done it again and there's like no resistance. It's sort of like super easy to work with them. And you're like, oh, great. I'm just have to reach these guys. And, and they were so awesome. But then when you have the first time you take something to a, a smaller sized podcaster, they become, it's like all of a sudden I'm managing a bunch of toddlers and I'm like, I don't want to work with you. You are such a pain. And that's how yeah. I felt myself. And I'm not sure if, if that's still the same, I actually just said that too. I had somebody uh, ask my opinion on, um, you know, some advertising uh, questions like this, not from the perspective of podcaster, but from the perspective of somebody creating an, an, uh, a solution for podcasters to make money. And I said to them that, uh, you know, one of the biggest problems that you're going to get is the smallest podcasters are the ones that are going to make you have to work twice as hard to, to prove mm-hmm that what you're doing is worth it for them. And yeah. the, the sad part is that it's, it's it, what happens when you get that kind of resistance is that it makes the people trying to help the podcasters that are not making very many, very much money go, oh, forget it. I don't want to deal with that. It's too much. Interestingly, the smaller advertisers, the one with a thousand dollar budget are the same way. Huh? They have a thousand dollars, but they want you to jump through an entire Olympic obstacle course to figure out where they're going to spend their money. Just fucking try it for the love of God. Yeah. And the guys with the big money, what's hilarious is that people with hundred thousand dollar buys are like, just put it where abs. I'm cool. (laughs) Like they're fine. But a thousand dollars, they'll be like, show me a screenshot. Where does it say their stats? What about their website? How much did they get on Facebook? It's like, fucking relax with your thousand dollars, okay? Just relax. All right, mister, I'm going to own the world. Take it easy. It's just, it's really strange. And I got to tell you, again, I think a lot of people have to, you know, it's the risk versus reward. In other words, you're right. The smaller audience, if you put something in there and you alienate 25 people and they unsubscribe, you've just lost 10% of your audience. That's true. I, mean, I guess I if guess. you see it that way, that is very interesting because the, lar- the larger the audience, it's like, you know, you're right, John, because if you lose 25 or 50 people from somebody who even let's say they have, you know, let's say 500 uh, downloads per episode per month, right? And you lose like 50 people. It's still a little bit hard, but, you know, whatever. Okay, but Elsie, have haven't you been a waitress? Of course. Okay, so the law of attraction is never more prominent than when you are waiting tables. And here's how I illustrate it. If you are a waitress and you're carrying food, if you think, I'm going to fall, I'm going to fall, I know I'm going to spill it, I know I'm going to spill it, I'm going to fall, you almost always fall or spill it. If you don't even think about it and you just carry the food to the table like nothing's going on, usually it's done with success. This is the law of attraction. If all you do is approach things from a fear perspective that something's going to happen and go wrong, it's obviously going to be the only thing you notice. And if you approach something with like an abundance mindset or like a, hey, you never know where this could come out. Let's try and see where it goes. Guess what? It will almost always come out well for you. Because hey, that's where uh, your focus is. Absolutely. I think that that's a lovely way to think about it. Seriously, I'm not in any way like condescending or anything like that. I agree. No. Now, the I only problem is, here's the thing, using the same metaphor of serving tables. Um, I worked at Tony Roma's in Beverly Hills, which sounds fancy, but it's not. Can't even it actually imagine that. No, it's was not fancy. The, it was like the worst experience of my life. 
my the of mm. my life because people were coming to Tony Roma's and now we're still going now again for the people that had the least amount of the least amount of downloads are the ones that are pain in the butt. People were coming yep, to Tony Roma's in Beverly Hills thinking that they were going to a fancy restaurant. Somebody who's never gone to Beverly Hills to eat. They were like coming to Tony Roma's, but it was still like, you know, not the best restaurant in the whole world, but it was priced a little bit higher. And so so your you know you 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 had your your ticket or your whatever your receipt would come to the table and people would go oh my god ticket shock and then no matter what size the bill was it could be $30 it could be $200 you always got a $2 tip always what and then i would walk out of tony roma's smelling like ribs covered in crap working eight to 10 hour shifts with people who tip me $2 and I would walk with less than a hundred. And I have to say, and the thing is it, these are people who were worked my butt off and were not used to spending money. They were not yes, used always to it. the, okay. always the patrons with no money or, and no tip. And the so pain in the ass. that was the entire, that's what I'm saying. The entire thing. It doesn't matter whether I had abundance mindset. The abundance mindset was when I quit because I no, couldn't handle there. it anymore. And I got a better job where serving tables where I would walk between 200 and $600 cash in my pocket for working five hours. But Elsie, that wasn't your abundance mindset. It was theirs. Don't you understand? Exactly. They come in with no money and there's no way to please them. You would have gotten a $2 tip even if you exactly. shined their shoes with your butthole. It wouldn't have mattered. So you were still going to get that $2 tip because they walked in ready to be screwed. That yeah. – you just proved my point just from the opposite way though. That's like right. like as a waitress, you don't really have control over that. I mean you're just doing a good job. But always the people with no money are the people being the giant pain in the ass. You're not being a pain in the ass. You're trying to make a buck. Exactly. Always, always, always. So we uh, – we, yeah, we, I guess we did. We are kind of saying the same thing. It's just that it, yeah. it's harder to do that because you're right. I don't think I ever – it doesn't matter how nice I was. It doesn't matter. You know, no, a girl got fired because a table made me cry. A table made me cry. Another girl stood up for me and she got fired. Oh, my which is God. Horrible because she stood up for me That's because horrible. the customer's always right. What I'm saying is this, though, whenever with podcasters nowadays, when they are fighting so much about all of this stuff that we're talking about right now, whenever their possibilities are coming their way. And usually what happens is they're such a the smaller shows are such a pain in the ass that most people just want to wash their hands of them and quit. It's the reason I left. You know, it's like you sit there and you're like, why am I even trying to be nice to these people? I can just go over yeah. here and make it work for me here and not have to deal. Yeah. No wonder it's so hard. You know, just as a side story, go ahead. I was going to say, if we, I just wanted to work it back into if we could just use real numbers. Like say we, a person has a podcast that gets 10,000 uh, 10, downloads a month per episode mm-hmm. and they run this, they're going to get 300 hours. Is that, am I correct in saying that? No. No. It, oh, no. If they get 10,000 downloads per episode in a week – they would get $300 in a week in a month. Yeah, yeah. In a week. So if they get that per month, they're probably getting two or three a week, which is like not a hundred bucks. Okay. So for all that, for that kind of money, is it really worth, I mean, risk worth versus reward. Is it really worth even putting that in your feed 
and having people ask you what's going on and answering all those questions for $30? I mean, if you really see it as a risk, then no. I, I just, I mean, again, it just seems like a lot of work and a, a lot of work while you're doing it for, now, if you told me you were going to give me 500 hours to do that, yeah, I'd throw it up there. But for that little bit of money, what, it doesn't, it's not an advantage to a podcaster to put you it up there. You never know. You never and see, know what And the other thing it. about that too, John, is that um, you also have to think about the assessment for your show. Like, let's say... Is there going to be, what's the return on that? Meaning, are your listeners going to take action? Like, is your podcast one of those podcasts that that your listeners like love you and they're going to do it no matter what? Like, there's like a lot of like rambunctious listeners out there who are very committed to what they're used to. And then they're going to go like, why did you even do that? Yeah, why'd you and sell out to the man? You yeah, sold out and to then the man. Exactly. And then there's the listeners who are like, oh, Yes, we'll do it for you because we love you. And there, that happens a lot, too, that there's a lot of, uh, of, true. of audiences out there who really just want to support their podcaster. And they're not that caught up in selling out to the man. And there's something like, oh, OK, well, they did that. It's seven days. Good. I'm going to do my best to support you because there's a lot of times when podcasters will say that, like, hey, guys, if you want to support me. Um, can you please go to this website or can you, you know, help me get my show on whatever and you just ask. And a lot of audiences are very generous. And there's, But if you don't have a generous audience, if you've got like a rambunctious audience that's constantly fighting you with stuff and complaining about things and why did you talk about that and I can't believe that you did that, if it was me, I would be like, I'm not going to put myself through that. That's when I would say no, right? That's when I would say no. It's like, I just, I don't want to deal with this stuff because it's too much, my audience. But if if not, if, if your audience is great, I would just be like, let's try this. You guys, I'd be excited. Be like, you guys, we're testing this out. We're just doing this really fun thing. It's the first time we're doing this. Like for She Podcast, we could have said, this is very interesting. Wondery is trying this and this and this. Yeah, How we, amazing would that be? It would be like a teaching thing. I think it would fit for your show. I really do. Right. Yeah. So I get it. I understand. Oh, my God. And, um, what? I just realized something. What? Our 200th show is going to be two weeks before PodFest. PodFest or Podcast no. Movement? Podcast Movement. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, my God. You guys. Yeah, I saw exciting. that, too. I Like, I wrote. I wrote yeah, I saw that. Oh, my God. What are we going to do? It's so exciting. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, so thank we you guys move- for walking through that with me. I was just curious what you thought. So thank you. Am I always the curmudgeon when it comes to advertising and money? Is yep. that me? Is that, yes. I'm, is yep. I'm that guy? That's you. Okay. You're that guy. All right. Long as you but know. let's go ahead and let's go ahead and move to some t- tool tips. I think that that yeah. that would be very helpful because that way we could get through the show and the show sometime <laughs> today. Yeah, yeah. Elsie's tool tips. All right, so this is actually it's like tool tip news. How about that? Tool tip news. So I don't know if you guys know. It's for tool those news. You, yeah, tool tool news. Tool news. Tool news. Do you guys? I'm sure you have come across this, all of you people who happen to be, you know, into scheduling your social media and whatnot, and have always wanted to schedule like an Instagram post to go live whenever it is that you want to. Most up to this point, since Instagram was has been alive, (laughs) there (laughs) have been some services where you could 
schedule posts. But what happens with Instagram because of the way that the inst- the API was is that you schedule the post, like let's say you schedule the post online or possibly in an app or something like that on your phone. But, and let's say you schedule it for eight in the morning. It doesn't like automatically happen. There's you, you as a human have to go to your cell phone And there's a notification that usually arrives via whatever service you are using at that time, Um, whether it's Buffer or Hootsuite or Latergram or any of that stuff that pops up on your phone and it says, hey, it's eight o'clock in the morning. It's time for you to post your Instagram post. And then you have to go in there and tap and tap and tap and tap. It's like four taps. And then you actually have to go through the process of posting it. All of the information is there, but you still have to do it. That's the way it's been. Like there's no cross posting to Instagram all by itself. But now Instagram has now changed their API and are now allowing businesses to schedule their posts. So what I take to mean from this article from TechCrunch, this, the news are just coming out as of like last week, is that I assume business accounts on Instagram, if you are a business account on Instagram, you are going to be able to use a third-party service, and I believe Hootsuite, at this moment, is the only one that is supporting this. I'm not sure if this is live no, as of yet. there's a ton. No, there's a ton. No, 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 no. That is using the new API. That yeah, is using the new API. That are using Go the new Insta- API to cross-post? Go to Instagrampartners.com. They have like the 100 partners. Agora it? Pulse, Hootsuite. Um, Salesforce marketing, yeah, well, well, Sprout saying, Social. Those are, yeah, but those are all the higher end. Those are not the ones that most of our listeners are using. Those are all higher end, like, you know, $50 a month plus accounts. I know, but are, Social Oomph is $30 a month. And I freaking, I mean, I, uh, I've spent that. I'm just saying, yeah, Hootsuite's the only one that we know. But if you want to see who else is out there that you could try to use... Yeah, Go to okay. Instagram so partners. Instagram partners. So now, so that they've got this this thing now where they've already, you know, started to do this. So now it was gonna, it's going to be one of those lovely things like set it and forget it, like what's happening right now for me and social media. I already scheduled everything that needed to go out for Lipson on Friday. I don't have to touch it. I don't have to go in there. All I have to do is respond to comments that come through. And now it's feeling like, yay, I'm happy that this is finally happening because uh, at least for me, it is. And, and I think the comment is there on that on the website that it that's a lot of it's a lot of like cognitive cost for companies to have mm-hmm. somebody posting physically on Instagram like every mm-hmm. day. Right. I mean, yep. somebody has to have their phone in front of them like you can't. Like you have to do it. So holy cow. I mean, th- I hope that this helps p- people. And I, but my only, I, I guess I don't really have any concerns because already the algorithm and in Instagram is making me crazy. But um, I'm glad. I'm glad because now there could be a little bit more time spent on strategy versus having, handing somebody the phone. Oh my God, you forgot to post your thing at 8 a.m. this morning. Yes. So... It'll be nice to be able to do stuff on a computer as well. Yeah. Well, I do Well, I do the stuff on the computer 
anyway. Like, it's really easy. Buffer has a wonderful way to post on Instagram. I love the way that Buffer has been handling it because it handles the captions beautifully. Like, you know, in, in with the space and everything, like you don't have to put the little dot and all that crap that people are doing because it it looks gorgeous. It's simple. I love it, except that you still have to be carrying the phone around. And essentially, you have to be like, oh, my God, it's nine o'clock. I got to go to post. That sucks. It looks like the app Ripple uses it. R-I-P-L, which I've been using for forever to make pretty little graphics. So that's exciting. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Have you? Do you pay An for ad roll. I used to. I don't now. I haven't used it in a while, but I mean, it's a cool app. It is a cool app. No, I don't I don't pay for it because I have another one, Word Swag, that's free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Word Swag um, is awesome. And I saw, I saw Ripple and I was like, ah, I don't make enough of these to pay for them. AdRoll uses it as well, which I think is interesting because I thought AdRoll was just audio. I don't know why. That's not right. Yeah, that's really interesting. But yeah, all of the Instagram partners at this moment are all obviously their focus in rolling this out right now is not you and I. Like, you know, it's not the PIs. No, it's it's yeah, it's like Nike. Yeah, it's like Nike. Absolutely, it's all of the bigger, bigger companies who are using these larger. And then have mm-hmm. the bandwidth and all this stuff. And include and, and so what I want to specify and the reason why I kept uh, mentioning business accounts, it's that this – obviously, this is only for business accounts. So if you have a personal Instagram you know, account, at this moment, this is not available to you. It needs to be a business – an Instagram business account that you're going to get this. They say that it is eventually going to be rolled out to like regular old – I'm a I'm a just a regular person account, but I I think that the date that I saw in this article is like somewhere. I don't know if they said like or it says Instagram says that support for non business profiles is in the works for early 2019. Yo, well, so I have a stupid question: How do you know uh-huh. if your account's a business account or a regular account, and then how they, would you change it? You have to make it a separate business account. I've done it for. One of mine, I think. John, like right at the top, like if you if you go inside of your Instagram and you go inside of your settings, it gives you kind of like a question in there. Do you want to make this a business account? Like, and then you walk through it. I just did it for the Libsyn account because you could do it with that. Um, I haven't done it for my personal account yet, but usually what it ends up doing sometimes is it gives you a pop-up like right at the top. Do you want to make this a business account? And you can definitely do it. And then it gives you a couple of others, like a one or two other little extra functionality things that are part of your, um, your uh, what do you call it, your profile. And you can link, obviously, with pages and whatnot. And what's really neat now that I've seen that Instagram does, thankfully, that it hasn't in the past, is that you're able now to have you know, your own Instagram account and have different entities that you switch back and forth with and also connect different uh, social media um, cross-posting or accounts to the various separate accounts that you have, which I was one of the reasons I had stayed away from, I tried to do the Lipson thing for a long time and it became... It was less than great for my time. The ROI was not there. I spent way too much time 
managing separate phones and separate accounts back in the day, like when I started to do it, that it wasn't worth my, it wasn't worth the community engagement. You know, I spent more time just trying to post things and change phones than for me to um, not. <laughs> so, so now I'm doing, now I'm doing it and it feels so much easier because then it's just cross posting. Then it, then it does feel like we're there and it's easy versus, oh, crap, I have to get the other phone and change this and change the other. And it's just not. It was too much. So that was like, that's the big, that's the big, that's the big news, people. Um, I don't think we have a weird and wild show of the week. I think that we have come to an end no. of our show. We have come to the end. Thank God. It has been the longest hour of my life. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think it, well, it has been the longest hour because it wasn't an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. Please visit ShePodcast.com for timestamps, show notes, resources, links. Also find our group of 8,000 wonderful podcasting women. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash she podcast. You can also find our Facebook page at she podcast, our Twitter at she podcast. We do not have an Instagram, although now we might have to start since uh, we might we have schedule to schedule it in it's, advance. It's a tough, yeah, it's a tough call. Yeah, who knows? We'll see. We'll I see, mean, we'll see. Elsie, that probably means no. <laughs> no, but, I've, um, I've been thinking about this. So maybe we, yeah, will, we will. I've been thinking maybe about we will. it. Well, if you want to see if we have one, it's going to be at she podcast. And if you want to write us anything, tell us hello, work with us. This week, feedback at ShePodcast.com or info at ShePodcast.com. Let us know what you're working on, who you want to work with. Um, We would love to see you this week in Orlando. Um, Bring Elsie chocolate so she can be all right with herself. And uh, we will see you next time. Thank you so much. Love you. Mean it. Bye.